Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. It's Wednesday, December 1st. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Researchers say black Americans take on more loans than their white counterparts to go to college and take longer to pay them back. Some black graduates say they feel bogged down by debt years after graduating. So the last time I looked, because <laughs> it's not something I really like to look at often, it was probably like a little bit more than $100,000 in loans. St. Louis Public Radio's Niara Savage reports how the racial wealth gap makes pursuing a college education a bigger risk for black Americans. That report in just a few minutes. COVID-19 cases are spiking again in Missouri. Health officials report cases have increased 20 percent and hospitalizations are up 30 percent since the end of October. The hardest hit counties are in North Missouri. The spike is still being driven by the still dominant Delta variant as officials prepare for the new Omicron strain of the virus. The Missouri Independent reports state officials say Omicron has not reached the state yet. Illinois' top health officer is urging calm as the newest COVID variant spreads. Department of Public Health Director Ngaze Izike says she is in touch with colleagues around the world who are still learning about the Omicron variant. You know, I've talked to colleagues in London and South Africa. You know, it's we're still in a in a holding pattern. So I think it's a little too early to, you know, pull the fire alarm. Ezekiel is urging people to continue to get vaccinated and to wear masks. She made those comments on the Illinois public radio show the 21st. Concern over the new variant comes as Illinois also reports an increase in COVID-related hospitalizations. The St. Louis County Council has rejected County Executive Sam Page's nominee to lead the public health department. Page submitted Dr. Faisal Khan for confirmation in March Monday's 5-2 vote came after an email Khan sent to county employees was made public. In that email, he called opponents of mask and vaccine mandates, quote, the lunatic fringe. Khan will remain the acting public health director, but the vote is likely to complicate efforts to get council approval of a mask order. A new fund aims to help St. Louis families who are at risk of losing their homes after falling behind on taxes. Abdul Abdullah is the executive director of Park Central Development. He's part of the coalition behind the St. Louis Real Estate Tax Fund. He says about 50 St. Louis families lose their homes every year due to unpaid taxes. On average, they owe about $3,500. We don't want anyone to lose their home just because of the ripple effects that it has, not just to the community, but to those individual families as well. He says the fund has raised $20,000 so far out of a goal of $300,000 for next year. The money will be available for St. Louis homeowners starting in the spring. Abdullah made those comments on St. Louis on the Air. The former host of Jazz Unlimited on St. Louis Public Radio has died. Dennis Osley was 78. As St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports, he's being remembered for how he loved the music he shared with so many. Owsley joined St. Louis Public Radio in 1983 and hosted Jazz Unlimited until he retired. He was born in Los Angeles County in 1943, but moved to St. Louis in the 1960s, where he worked as a scientist at Monsanto. But his passion was jazz. He often shared music from his own collection and also wrote books about the genre. 
Owsley's daughter, Anna, says he instilled in her a love of music. He loved passing along his love of jazz. All those songs were a labor of love that he gave. Owsley received the St. Louis Public Radio Lifetime Achievement Award in 2010. His family hopes to eventually hold a remembrance in St. Louis. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. And Chad has more about Dennis and his impact at stlpr.org. More black Americans are going to college, but research shows they take out more student loans and are more likely than white students to have trouble paying off the debt. Some black St. Louis college graduates say they are still dealing with the long-term consequences of that debt years after graduating. St. Louis Public Radio's Niara Savage reports how the racial wealth gap makes it especially hard for black families to pay off student loans. 27-year-old Connor Hurt has two degrees from St. Louis University. She got a bachelor's in communication sciences and disorders in 2016, then returned to get her master's a few years later. She's overwhelmed by the amount of money she owes. So the last time I looked, (laughs) because it's not something I really like to look at often, it was probably like a little bit more than $100,000 in loans. Hurt has a new job as a speech therapist at St. Louis Children's Hospital. She recently left a position with St. Louis Public Schools that just didn't pay enough. On one hand, if I do think about it too much, I do get very overwhelmed because it's like that's a huge number. And especially being a fresh grad when I was, it just seemed like such an impossible number to ever overcome. But then on the other hand, I also have the attitude of whatever If they get paid, they get paid. If they die with me, they die with me. She's a first-generation college graduate, and like many black professionals, she remembers her parents telling her a college degree was the ticket to financial success. Data scientist Lowell Ricketts is with the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. He says a college education does not level the financial playing field between black and white families. Even when you look among black and white college graduates, among even postgraduates, you still see the racial wealth gap. And that's why even when we look within higher education, it doesn't serve as an equalizer among black and white families. After college, black graduates owe an average of $25,000 more than white graduates, according to research done at the Brookings Institution. University of North Carolina Chapel Hill professor Finneba Otto researches the relationship between college debt and the wealth gap. She says the nation's legacy of slavery and discrimination means black Americans have less family wealth, so they have to borrow more to go to college, leaving them with more debt after graduation. On top of that, Otto says, black graduates can have a harder time finding a job that allows them to pay off their debt. I mean, we still see very strong evidence of labor market discrimination, um, lower likelihoods of college graduates, you know, who have similar credentials as their white counterparts, um, getting similar salaries or similar pay or getting um, positions with um, the same career trajectories. Some black graduates of St. Louis colleges say they still feel bogged down by their debt years after graduating. For Josias Calhoun, it left him with bad credit, making it hard to get other loans or even a good apartment. 
Calhoun, a motivational speaker, got a bachelor's in business from Harris Stowe State University in 2010 and a master's in advertising from Webster University a few years later. He estimates he still owes $40,000 in student loans. It's like I'm going to pay it off and I'm going to pay it, but it can be a, you know, a dagger. It can be just a thorn in your side. Connor Hurt, the speech therapist, knows her loans will be hanging over her far into the future. She describes the idea of buying a home as impossible and worries that her debt could impact her personal life. Even though I'm like single, I do think about if I was ever to meet a potential partner, what if they come from a family who was able to pay off all their debt um, and then I have all this debt? Um, I'm like, it seems like burdensome. So that's something that I always think about. Researchers say a college education is still an effective tool for economic mobility, but they say it's important for families to weigh the risks of costly borrowing. I'm Niara Savage, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares and Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.